Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code SPOTIFY for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Everybody, and welcome to this week's edition of the Mirror Gaming Walkthrough. It's a pleasure to see you again. I was off last week. I'm back in the hosting chair. How has that happened? I'll tell you how that's happened. It's Nathan Bliss's birthday. So we want to wish a gaming editor, Nathan Bliss, a happy, happy birthday. 20, 21 today. Who would have thought? <laughs> um, <laughs> anyway. Um, I'm hearing myself in my ears. That's weird. But no, we've got a cracking show uh, for you today on the Mirror Gaming Walkthrough. Overwatch 2 has come to Steam, but nobody seems to be particularly happy about it. We'll be diving into that with our resident Overwatch 2 expert. Uh, and then we've also got news on a little game you may have heard of called Baldur's Gate 3. That's lighting up the Steam charts by comparison. And then Classic Call of Duty. What year is it? Because two classical Call of Duty games, some of the best Call of Duty games, in my opinion, are doing really well at the moment. But before that, let's do the usual thing and roll titles. Are you prepared to go public with your KD online? or No. Everyone thinks... He or she is the best football expert on the planet. You see it in the back pages of the mirror, you know, your deal agreed. I think the most important thing is just to have fun. What? Three tenths? No, what button is it? Oh, well, hello. Oh! We're ready to come for the W, yeah? Ooh, 12. Ooh, here we go. If you can master second man press, you will defend 10 times better. Today, I'm going to be reviewing the PSVR 2 headset. And we're back and we're streaming live on YouTube today. So if you are watching the Mirror Gaming Walkthrough on YouTube, be, be sure to be part of the conversation, leave a comment and we'll be sure to respond to it. But before that, I'm your host for today, Aaron Potter, gaming content creator. And it is my pleasure to be joined by two of my esteemed colleagues. We've got uh, my fellow gaming content creator and hardware expert. It is Jasmine Manan. How are you doing today, Jasmine? I'm doing good. I'm doing good. It's nice to be able to take a step back because i hosted last week and i can just chill out a bit more be a hater complain about stuff you know, <laughs> as always as always that is primarily why we get you on the show to complain about i think it's uh remakes and the need for them uh project q it's and the obviously... opposite. I like remakes. Scott doesn't. But thank right, you for bringing okay. that up. Thank you for bringing that up. Keep yeah. flogging that dead horse. I, I will. <laughs> I was just going to say, what's Adam L's stance on it again? Maybe he'll <laughs> pop up later and let us know. But uh, I'm also joined by uh, social video expert and gaming content creator, Matt Aldous. Are you doing all right, Matt? It's been a while since we've been on the pod together. I never know how to answer that question, but I think so. <laughs> I think I'm all right. Yeah. <laughs> well, that's good. At least it's better to think you're all right than think you're not all right. Um, but I tell you who isn't all right, and I think that's the folks over at Activision Blizzard that probably were expecting the launch of Overwatch 2 to, to go a little bit better than it has been. So yeah, to get into our first story today, Overwatch 2 recently made its Steam debut on August 10th, 2023, just less than a week ago, in a move by Activision Blizzard to reignite the free-to-play hero shooter's popularity. But shortly after launch, the game was awarded the prestigious honor of being the platform's worst user-reviewed game ever on the platform. And that's according to the website Steam 250, which tracks the top 100 worst Steam games as voted by users. The reviews take explicit issue with how monetization is handled 
And one reviewer even wrote, Overwatch 2 is an attempt to pry open your wallet while masquerading as the game it used to be. So harsh words there from the Overwatch 2 community. Jasmine's making a funny face at the moment. Um, so I've dabbled in the dark arts of Overwatch in the past. I'm not sure what Matt's situation is, but Jasmine, I think you've made your thoughts on the game clear before like was this a shock to see that people take such umbrage with overwatch 2 coming to steam okay i will hate on overwatch 2 to the ends of the earth for no reason other than it's funny to hate on it that's literally it like i actually really like the game i play the game a lot and um i think the fact that overwatch 2 is a bad game being a meme has now actually um blown up in Activision Blizzard's face with these Steam reviews, right? It's like, it was funny for a bit. It was funny how Overwatch is terrible and stuff. It, it's, a, it's a good joke. It's a good joke. But it's not actually, like, that's not what the majority of the community think. Um, and I think this has actually come off of the backlash of the fact that recently um, Overwatch were meant to be bringing out a story mode and then axed the whole thing in place of paid missions um which yep you guys thinking what on earth are you talking about jasmine missions that you pay for in the game yep yeah that's what sounds outrageous sounds outrageous so that's why i think people are saying that this is that overwatch 2 and out it's like a money grab and stuff because the game is free to play so from my perspective i'm kind of like how is that a money grab it's free to play the first edition of overwatch you have to pay to play it at all and now it's free to play And you get um, like a battle pass and you can pay for cosmetics and stuff like that, which are not, you don't have to buy them. No one is holding a gun to your head and telling you guys, you have to buy the skin or you can't play the game. It's not happening. You can play it for free. The story mode being asked for these paid permissions. Yeah, completely agree with that. That is bollocks. Absolute bollocks. Um, I don't know if I'm allowed to say that word, but I'll just roll with it. <laughs> well, you've said it now and you said it twice. Let's go. <laughs> <laughs> But I I don't think Overwatch is bad enough to have racked up this response on Steam. Like, as soon as you go onto the Steam page for it, it is literally just like, bring back free loot boxes. And it's like, oh, no free PvE, not recommended. And it's like, these people... Like, this one says, I have over 1,000 hours in Overwatch 1 and 2 combined. And then they put, not recommended. <laughs> what do you mean what do you actually mean you Jordan, don't recommend someone... a game you I'm put a thousand hours in yeah who else do you want the opinion from no but i'm just saying like how can you not recommend a game and then by the way by the way it says they had eight hours of it at time of review so obviously at three steam as opposed to the blizzard client and then after leaving this review they played another 11 hours of the game like what is going on so well yeah, like I, I dabbled with the first Overwatch, and I think like the a part of the issue is that the game comes from like a different era of like you sell someone a box game, then you sell them microtransactions for it. And I would say that like that's not a possible thing to pull off anymore. But get but guess what? Activision Blizzard are pulling it off with a game right now. It's called Diablo Four, and that's not free to play. Doesn't show any signs of being free to play. But um, Matt, what's your sort of history with Overwatch? Have you ever had an interest in it? It's obviously a hero shooter. I guess you'd call it a rival to Warzone. But yeah, what's your take? Um, I mean, I'd ha- I wouldn't call it a rival to Warzone. I mean, as much okay. as it's just the FPS game. But I have I, I've played it for a li- like little bit, but I, I've not like I don't think I'm 
any particular authority on it um but i mean it's it does sound a little bit like i and i have no idea this it doesn't make sense if uh, like for this to be true but um it sounds like they're like struggling to work out how to monetize it if it's been free for so long i don't know but um but certainly a game the i think the problem you've got here is a game that's been free for so long and then the moment you you need to start paying for it um, but it's actually the opposite the it. game the game was paid for and then so that was with overwatch one it was paid for and then overwatch 2 release. went free oh yeah, yeah. right and so then overwatch, overwatch 2, 2 went free is, to play free to play and now they're yeah. trying to add add monetary things in in there which i mean which game isn't doing that yeah right it's exactly it's a battle pass now as well isn't it jasmine it's yeah. not loot boxes anymore as well yeah, so it's a battle pass. Fortnite you can you has... can buy things directly from the shop. Exactly the same as Fortnite. You can buy things straight from the shop. And there's a battle pass system as well. So you have two cool. options there. Um, the only difference with Fortnite is that with Fortnite, you get like enough V-Bucks that you can buy the next battle pass straight off of the back of the last one. But you can't do that with Overwatch. You have to pay money. And I think it's like... I'm saying I think I know exactly how much it is. It's £8.39 <laughs> for the Battle Pass. <laughs> you were playing it today, Jasmine, before the pod you were saying. I was t- she this she does her research, everyone, all right? This is coming I do. straight I, from, As soon as I went on my lunch break, I um, loaded up straight into Overwatch 2 today. It, w- yeah. it was really hard moving your cursor from League of Legends to Overwatch, wasn't it? It was like, oh, like moving the hand over. <laughs> and like, but your soul broke. But anyway, <laughs> I just want to take uh, take the time to acknowledge that we do have some uh, commenters in the chat, some familiar, I was going to say familiar faces faces then but some familiar names uh, certainly we've got jd incinerator oh a good friend of the of the show he says i take user reviews with a grain of course salt and yeah we were sort of talking about that there jasmine was quick to mention um jd also says i only barely played the original overwatch am i right in saying that overwatch ignited the whole loot box fad even though they weren't monetized i think i remember at the time the original overwatch like the whole fact that you didn't know what you were going to get out of boxes like a loot box in the most traditional sense in a console game like that was a big thing at the time it was like how can you do this but they were free right so it wasn't Um, like but i'm pretty sure you could pay for loot boxes at some point no like to re-roll stuff i don't know who knows um but yeah, um, and then uh, we've got Nathan in the chat. Birthday boy Nathan says, hello, breaking news. Bethesda has confirmed that Starfield has gone gold. I should hope so as well, because it comes out in less than a month. Blimey. Uh, preload begins tomorrow for Xbox, Windows PC, August 30th for Steam. So any Game Pass users out there, I'm assuming you can preload it onto your Xbox. Um, and then we've got Adam L in the chat says, the top comment on Steam is hilarious. Jasmine, <laughs> do you want to go ahead and look at the top comment on Steam? Uh, and see if it's I, PC I can't, or... read, I can't read it out. Yeah. I've already got it up. <laughs> right, I've then. got it open. It can't okay. it, cannot read that out on YouTube. I mean, and, and Jasmine's already said some questionable things on the channel already. So the fact that she can't read that <laughs> out. Um, but no. Yeah, I think Overwatch 2, just as like a passing observer of, of sorts or whatever, like since it went free to play, I was really excited to try it. Because as you know, I'm like the dedicated Paladins fan, um, which mm. is basically an Overwatch ripoff, I'll admit it. But um, it, 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 yeah, I think it says a lot that even though it's gone free to play, people like me, people like Matt, we've not really felt the pull to play it. But mm. the fact that it's so notorious that enough people have voted for it to be the worst game ever on Steam says a lot that there's a lot of interest in it. And guess what? I bet that Activision Blizzard, they don't really care as much about how the game reviews, providing you're doing two things, playing and paying. So, and until that happens, you know, I don't think we've got a major issue. 
That was a beautiful rhyme. Oh, I worked very hard on it. Yeah. When yeah, did it actually? When did it actually get put onto Steam? Was it this week? Uh, it was the tenth of August. So yeah, last week sometime. Last week. So less than a week, and it's already. Even though all the reviews are bad, it's already managed to accumulate one hundred and thirty thousand reviews. Mm, Come on, which is like crazy. How how have that bad. many people like found time in their day to go and like? leave a review for this game on steam and then go and play another like however many hours of it after leaving that review it feels like it feels like steam comments like have almost have a community within themselves like of people <laughs> mm, that oh, like definitely. to comment or like and and so like you were saying or alluding to earlier about um the like it being a meme that is like the worst game ever um, mm -hmm. if, if it, I, I wouldn't put it past the community to as a collective effort to make that like a reality by just negatively commenting on it but i i think the thing that i find confusing is is what is being complained about is this is the thing there's guess, no substance behind any of these yeah, yeah like it happens in every every game and i guess like if you take paid for missions they're kind of it maybe maybe it's the fact that they're trying to turn um like dlc into microtransactions like by by charging mm -hmm. for like individual story missions or or individual missions like because we get that the same thing happens again in other games like we've got, we've got modern warfare 3 coming out soon that's 70 80 pounds and it's essentially just a big add-on to modern warfare 2 it's not like a oh, brand new game in and of itself. Break my heart, Matt. You break my heart. Um, so I, I don't see, I don't see that as being a negative. I, I think the moment it becomes a, a, a hard negative is when you're being forced to have to pay money to be able to play or participate in the game, uh, which is I, th I feel is closer for games like Call of Duty at the moment um, that, than, than like what's happening with Overwatch 2. Well, that definitely seems to be the case in terms of what Jasmine was saying earlier about the battle pass. Like, because that's a shady tactic that Blizzard have, have been criticized for in Diablo 4, not to keep bringing it back to, to that game. But obviously, that's another online successful game made by Blizzard. And you cannot earn enough currency to pay for the next battle pass, which is something very different to how Fortnite... And that was one of my favorite parts about Call of Duty, being totally honest with you. Back when Black Ops Cold War came out at the beginning of the PS5 Xbox Series generation me and friends really got into cold war and it was that that constant drip feed of i've got to play enough to and, and like overwatch 2 yeah, doesn't even have yeah. that so mm. i kind of can't help but feel like blizzard are mucking it up i didn't i had no idea that um people's hate for overwatch 2 is like a meme like, i'll be totally honest yeah, with you either. like that it was cool to hate on overwatch 2 so mm -hmm. i guess what you're, we're seeing is a result of like the people that have genuine disconcerns with how their once great hero shooter because let's not forget guys this one like 2016 i think the original came out that one like game of the year at a lot of places and that was like a big deal for like a multiplayer centric game and then to slowly see it decline when you've got other games out there online games that are still doing you know marginally well you know fortnite's doing all right i hear these days but i never hear the community of apex legends kicking off as much but i'm, I'm happy to be corrected i don't know if anybody's to got any knowledge there anything about apex <laughs> that's the, the, they keep themselves to themselves they enjoy the content yeah. like god bless them yeah but um like destiny 2 right now just had a big a big expansion and apparently nobody's happy with it it's like oh this season's terrible 
the season's terrible. And I think as we've transitioned from that release a game as a multiplayer mode to games that are, have to be always online, you know, the obligation to keep on keep that quality bar high just becomes so much more untenable. Like how many teams are working on Call of Duty these days? It's got to be like uh, eight or nine. It's... Yeah. Yeah. It's it's definitely not not just like one person and a dog. It's um but I th- I think like with with the online stuff as well there is there is always an element with these sorts of games I think which is kind of frustrating and I do feel like it fits into that sort of thing of um having to force your st- that you have to pay to participate it, it's it's the fact that if you don't keep on top of unlocking all the latest weapons and having the 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 latest skins or the latest this or that or what what not you don't you don't really stand much chance of of competing on a level playing field with other people. So for competitive games, I feel like the microtransactions and and having to pay for this and that is awful. However, when it's like if it's like story driven, I, I don't re- I really don't see a problem with it. That's what yeah. I um I was going to say with Overwatch is that you don't really get the only thing you get out of microtransactions are cosmetics it's not stuff that's impacting the game so you don't need to spend money it's not like a pay to win there are lots of pay to wins out there where okay you spend money you get access to better weapons you get access to better characters whatever that doesn't happen with overwatch at the start of a new season there'll be a new hero that comes out which you can get earlier access to if you buy the battle pass but then you can only play them in casual games you can't even play them in competitive games anyway they're locked in competitive games for the first two weeks so that way everyone has an opportunity to go and sort you you normally unlock the hero through doing like missions so you have the opportunity to go and do those missions to unlock the characters to then play them in competitive play like so i think they've done that relatively well and then um people complaining about oh yeah you need to pay for these story missions and stuff that is really disappointing but at the end of the day like it's it's less than 15 pounds and that's kind of like how much you're expecting to spend on on these types of normal story driven games anyway it's so I'd spend 15 pounds yeah. on a on a story within a game than spend 15 pounds on a battle pass yeah especially like if the game's like... free to play to begin with anyway because that's mm-hmm. there's no difference there compared to if you were buying a game off the shelf back in the day it has a story mm-hmm. mode you know sort of thing but anyway we've got a couple more comments uh, uh some of which are even overwatch 2 related which is good but no we've got mario maestro in the chat thanks for watching the show uh, mario maestro says wish i would be able to get 60 fps on 1440p with an rtx 3070 and an i5 10 600k well done and, <laughs> uh, is that in reference to starfield i think mario maestro is uh suggesting i think so yeah so i think Mm -hmm. um starfield is like locked at 30 fps on even the xbox series x anyway so we know that yeah getting getting above 30 frames per second on pc i'm not expecting to do that not to completely derail this conversation but anyway yeah mario maestro the game doesn't even have vehicles in it so let's keep our expert expectations uh and i'm joshing (laughs) a little bit but uh nathan's in the chat says uh they killed everyone's content from overwatch 2 overwatch 1 didn't they too which didn't help they didn't yeah there was there was like a messy transition right i don't know they didn't do that everyone still got to keep all of their overwatch 1 content um okay so if you if you had any skins that you unlocked in overwatch one which was free 
to unlock skins and you you got to keep them in overwatch too but there was this like yeah there was this period where people were like are we gonna get to keep them and blizzard weren't answering but blizzard were like just keeping quiet about it but I, then I when it, it happened yeah, yeah everyone was keeping it they are good at that yeah. <laughs> I, I bet it was a logistical nightmare to get all that stuff to carry over but hey you're the ones that wanted to like i would have kept it as the game was overwatch knowing what you've done to it now um and then we've got uh, another another classic uh, member of the channel adam l astroturf view botted esports scene plus bobby kotek equals overwatch hate um good on good, good on you good on you uh, adam l astroturf wow and then we've got falcon slays yt he says hello i'm new but i stubbed to i subbed to such legends been watching for a while glad i could finally catch a stream well thank you very much for subbing to the channel and it's a pleasure having you here falcon also says by the way soldier 76 is my va it's my fave aimbot without hacks let's go i do and love yes. i do love me some soldier 76 so he's the most call of duty-esque of the the hero yeah because right? it's kind of yeah. just like he's a hero that has a rifle and he his one of his abilities is just running which is like <laughs> great <laughs> and, and, and aiming down your sights or at least it used to yeah be. so so like um his his awesome ultimate comedy. ability his ultimate ability is literally an aimbot. He just goes, oh, I've got you in my sights. And then it locks oh, onto whoever's in front that. of you. Yeah, it locks yeah. onto whoever's in front of you. It is great. You stand on top of the building. You see everyone. You press your ult. And you've just got like a... You've got like a pentakill right there. And then it's great. Absolutely great stuff. Wow, I wasn't expecting such outpouring Sorry. for Soldier 76. No. Oh, no, I, I, love, I love Soldier 76. I love yeah. him. It's great. Um... And Nathan says, with reference to the Overwatch 1 uh, stuff earlier, oh, my bad. Thank you for holding me to account. That's all right. If we got the right knowledge, we'll, we'll, we'll say it. Don't worry about that. Um, but speaking of Starfield, somewhat somewhat related is the fact uh, that another RPG released recently. Uh, moving on to our next story. Baldur's Gate 3 is an instant hit on PC ahead of its PS5 launch. So in a year stacked with great video games and even RPGs, Baldur's Gate 3 launched on Steam to immense success and critical acclaim. It enjoyed a massive concurrent player count of over 800k in its first week, with the game at one point accounting for 20% of people's total playtime on Steam. Unbelievable, unbelievable scenes. Larian founder Sven Vinka, I'm going to say, had high hopes for Baldur's Gate 3, but said that the launch was still, quote, way, way beyond end quote, the studio's expectations. So by comparison, Larian's last RPG, Divinity Original Sin 2, enjoyed a max peak of 90,000 concurrent players, indicating that the hype and excitement for the CRPG set in the universe of Dungeons & Dragons is a lot higher. Right now, the game remains PC only, but a PS5 version is set to launch on September 6th with an Xbox Series version planned to come at an undisclosed time in the future. And just before we dip into the Baldur's Gate 3 uh, topic i want to say falcon slays uh says besides soldier 76 is so gruff he must have the weirdest threats i'm just imagining him saying i don't know how he sounds but i'll go i will find you and deep fry you and your whole family to bandits um relatively okay. close relatively yeah. close yeah <laughs> I, I was I'll trying to think that. of the i've got you in my sights yeah That's what I used yeah to say, isn't it? yeah you've done it quite well yeah i'll give yeah, you that yeah. i'll give you that and, and then Falcon is quoting, I believe, Taylor Swift and Panic at the Disco. So we'll, we'll leave him in the chat to, or leave them in the chat <laughs> to enjoy it. Um, but no, guys, Baldur's Gate 3, I know that the majority of the people here either haven't played or have like a limited amount of interest in it. But you must have heard about the immense success Baldur's Gate 3 has been having. Obviously, Nathan, who's in the chat, um, played it on stream last week with Scott McRae. I think he had varying opinions about how much he enjoyed it. But um, yeah, what, what, what do you think Baldur's Gate 3 shows ahead of Starfield coming out, which obviously 
Starfield's not coming to PlayStation. It is coming to PC. So who's going to win in the battle of the RPGs, do you think? I think Starfield is going to win. I think Starfield's going to win. I think the fact that Starfield is on Game Pass Day 1, that's that's enough of an indicator for me. Even if people aren't utilising their Game Pass, like, tons of people have Game Pass. Tons of people. They just let it roll over. They pay every month. Goes out their bank account. They don't even think about it. I'm one of them. You know, yeah, there we go. Aaron does it too. <laughs> Game Pass, so many people have access to it. And this is the reason why when stuff like this happens when starfield comes out day one on game pass people are like, oh yeah finally i have a reason to use my game pass and then they go and they and the preload already starting from tomorrow <laughs> you say finally i have a reason to use my game pass <laughs> because i never finally, use mine i never use mine years of paying for it. <laughs> i literally just have it there and every so often i'm like oh wow that game's on game pass i'll get that then and then i like play it for like an hour and then i don't touch it again and it's just it just always happens so with starfield i feel like this is finally a reason for me to be like oh yeah let me go and preload starfield a month in advance or you know three weeks in advance of it coming out just just be excited for it and then when it comes out i'll play it i don't know how much it will retain my attention because as we all know i'm not a big fan of single player games but i'll play it when it comes out it's free for me to play i say free because i'm paying for my game pass and have done for too long but you know like it's there and i think that's going to be the thought process for a lot of people even if they aren't interested in those types of games is that they will they will just pick it up because it's there on game pass i think i think as well on top of that it feels like starfield has had a um an incomparable amount of um that promotion compared Marketing, to Gate yeah. 3 yeah like i like i had i didn't know i i've heard of Baldur's Gate from you know when i was a bit younger um we're going to say when you were but, a baby then when i was a, baby, <laughs> yeah. when I was a wee when nipper was, when i was a little baby um <laughs> but i i didn't have any idea Baldur's Gate 3 was even coming until it was out and people were raving about it so obviously like the community knew it was coming and 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 what and you know a few other people but to to get to people like the the wider audience like where i would consider myself no idea it was out the the where, where is starfield I, i've known for ages that is coming that, so i think yeah. just that on its own is enough for it to to tower over Baldur's gate 3 with I what it yeah. does on opening weekend or opening week i think the the thing you're getting at matt and it's something i agree with is that starfield is very much an rpg catered to like the mainstream player like broader audience console players that really like getting lost into a world also helps that it's it takes place from the first person perspective i think which is a you know a type of view that we tend to associate with first person shooters and the shooting really looks good in Starfield, especially by comparison to older Bethesda games like Fallout 76. I think the only point I'm not disagreeing with anything anyone said, but I think the main uh, issue I would, I would take though is the fact that yeah, everyone's going to play Starfield on game pass and they're probably going to hit 1 million subs on day one, if not more. I can't remember how many people are subbed to game pass these days, but the fact that 800,000 paying players are, are, I've jumped into Baldur's Gate three, a type of RPG which has very much got its, set, its foot set in the past is um, 
is is still an impressive feat, I think, and is a sign. I think that's more yeah. of a feat, more of a feat than than however well Starfield does. I think that is even more impressive. That I would, yeah, I would still say, as, well as, as, as in terms yeah. of a success story, like mm-hmm. rather than just numbers, I would say what Baldur's Gate Three has done is massively refreshing because because of the way that they've approached the release of the game, and they haven't they haven't coated it with all the other stuff that we all have to sort of put up with that comes with every other game that seems to come out no microtransactions in this game no microtransactions and that that alone and the fact that it's just like you know get the game play it um was almost enough to nearly make me go well maybe i do (laughs) want to play a turn-based rpg but i i i'm it i'm just not like that's not really my jam most of the time um maybe on on odd occasion but well, like I said, the, the PS5 release is is still to come next month, which I think is a smart move to say to PlayStation players. It's just happened that, okay, you haven't got Starfield, but this whole big RPG that's already crit- critically acclaimed is available for you to play. And I think, you know, even though we call them RPGs, like it's such a general term now, like Diablo 4 mm-hmm. is an RPG, it's an action RPG, it takes place in real time look forward to the channel there might be a video on that very topic about the strength of both games but um like Baldur's Gate 3 I think the main thing it has going to uh, for it in comparison to Starfield is that it rewards player choice so much you can literally impact the story take it in different directions literally potentially hundreds of hours of of a story that's guided around you whereas with Starfield I get the sense that okay you'll be able to make decisions and you'll be able to like take things in a different direction but not at the scale that Baldur's Gate 3 uh is offering and I'm gonna hold my hands up and say it I think Starfield's gonna have a lot of jank as well like we've been burnt by Bethesda too many times and I'm not and I've not seen like Last of Us PC remake levels of jank from Baldur's Gate 3 it's not really taken off like if there are any glitches or what have you obviously you had the Mm -hmm. okay you can have intimate relations with a man shaped as a bear that sort of went viral with Baldur's Gate 3 so that was a bit of genius marketing there but before we carry on this discussion I want to acknowledge what the what the chat uh, is saying Nathan birthday boy which I have to call you on today I'm apologies Nathan says I hated Baldur's Gate 3 turn-based combat isn't for me was far too slow and process heavy so yeah I think Starfield is right is more up your street Falcon Slays says, what's Baldur's Gate? I hate Game Pass now. If you if you want, you can ask me why, even though you probably won't. Well, you're right in that I probably won't, but I can probably guess because the reason I don't like Game Pass is because of what Jasmine said. You're paying for it, but are you actually using it? And is it good for developers as well? So that's the question you need to ask. Nathan says, Baldur's Gate might be the game of the quarter, but Starfield will be a generation divining game. That's wow, a big I... statement. <laughs> yeah, That's a whoa. Big I think I like Nathan is like grenade in the chat. Nathan's like <laughs> really excited. He's like so, so excited, excited about Starfield, and I don't think he realizes that not everyone shares <laughs> the same enthusiasm as what? him about the game. He was so excited about Zelda, hasn't picked it up, hasn't played it once. Go on, Nathan. So... What are you going to say? He's got you there. He has got you there. Aaron has completely done you in. What are you going to say? <laughs> Well, no, I, I just hope that I just hope that Starfield's as great as everybody hopes it to be. Listen, Do you know I, what I mean? think, I, yeah, I, I hope, hope it's Starfield as great as Nathan great. hopes it's going to be. I hope, <laughs> I hope that Starfield is just like you go and play it, and you're, you're just blown away, and it's amazing, and I and it you immediately want to just sink thousands of hours into it. But I I, I still have a healthy level of skepticism. Um, mm-hmm. 
yeah, based yeah, on... Yeah, I think you need to share that with Nathan. Because I think he's just too <laughs> excited about it. Like, I, 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 there's, there, I know there is just as much chance as, of me loading up Starfield, playing it for three to five hours and being like, no, as much as there is mm -hmm. me I think I'll be the continue. same. But that's, yeah. that's where Game Pass is good. I don't know what it, where it's going to fall yet, but I know they're both yeah. equally as... And that's kind of exciting in itself, but... Yeah, I like that's I'm, what Aaron not... said. Aaron's like, that's where Game Pass is good, to just play a game for like three hours and never touch it well, again. No. Great! Like, like, <laughs> like Starfield, I've heard the argument that the game's so big and vast, it's like, why would you pay for Game Pass? You might as well just pay the 40 quid, then it's yours, you don't have to worry about it and everything mm. like that. But what I would say is like, well, if I'm not sure, and it's like mm. 40, 50 quid, then I can pay... 10 quid play it for a couple of hours okay i like this and then you know do whatever yeah. you want that's where game pass comes uh comes in handy um falcon slays is really making the most of subscribing to the channel now because there is comments are plenty in here says starfield is probably one of the most hyped games of the decade if i'm being honest so agreeing very much with nathan there and they also follow up with and not to mention that starfield has been created by the same devs as the award-winning games of skyrim and fallout 4 Another also the game. same devs Fallout that made Redfall. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. Well, so the same publisher for, as Redfall. But yeah, you're right. Like, there's still some involvement there. Um, Adam L uh, mm. says, uh, he's poking a bear here. I don't know if you've seen this, Jasmine. Baldur's Gate will be great on the Project Q. Adam L, listen. Sometimes <laughs> your comments make me feel really upset. I just want to say. And I know you're here just to do that. But please... Have some decorum. Let's not make me cry today on the walkthrough, right? Yeah. Anyway. But that, that, is, that is true. Like, if you want to play it, I guess you could play it. I'm playing Baldur's Gate on Steam Deck, but, you know, Project Q is just streaming, isn't it? So in terms of playing it handheld. Nathan says, Zelda has the same world. Starfield has 1,000. But you and I both know, Nathan, that all those worlds are not going to be worth seeing. Yeah. There's, there's literally, it's like 30% of them are going to have anything going on. If like, that, so own, if so that. really, technically, really, it, even at the max, 300 of those worlds are going to have something going on, on on them. And probably, I would venture a guess that at By least 50. 100 of those worlds <laughs> will only have like a couple animals on them and that's it. And that's what mm -hmm. the class is populated. Like... Mm -hmm. I, I, yeah, I don't or like buy a the tree. thousand planet thing. Thing. I think yeah. maybe, maybe it's launching with the idea that they will expand and be able to build those planets over time. But at like at launch, it's you know because they're banking on the fact that you know even if there's two hundred planets, that's enough of a window to sort of try and get the next like fifty ready or something like that. I don't know, but that's what I would venture to suggest. So. Yeah, this thousand planets is just a marketing line. But it, um, exactly that, Matt. Exactly that. And do you know what? I've got no sympathy. Like when people critique uh, the Starfield devs, Bethesda, for like you know it's only thirty percent. Da 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 da. I'm like they set that expectation themselves. Like a thousand planets. Nobody asked you to make a thousand planets. <laughs> so you better you know. And oh, oh now the the was it the something's coming home to roost. Can't even remember the. the they could have just said they could have literally if they went. Oh yeah, we've got a hundred planets. And all of them are going to be properly populated with different environments, different people, different animals, whatever it might be. That would have been enough for me. I would have been like, whoa, that's massive. A hundred different environments they've created, that's enough. They didn't have to say a thousand and then set these expectations sky high and then for us to get in game and be disappointed. Like, that's worse than just... 
like I t- I being to truthful. That find that it is this way in most areas of life. Everybody over promises and under delivers rather than. Oh, we're getting a life lesson now. Like, it's, it's <laughs> not Aaron Potter. Over deliver. Like that's that's all you have to do to keep <laughs> yeah. people happy. Like that's that true. it. That's literally it. And mm-hmm. people like still to like it feels like an impossible lesson for studios and companies to learn. And it's just like don't overstate something. Don't say a thousand planets and then like a few weeks or a couple months later be like, well, actually, I know we said a thousand, but only thirty percent of those are going to have anything going on um you can look at them from far away and and, and they'll look like planets but you can't drive around on them on anything either yeah i can't believe there's not going to be vehicles in the game i can't i think they will fix that pretty quick because because that is the most glaring hole in an exploratory game is to not have any way to to explore the planet other than walking Mm -hmm. like I don't know yeah. if No Man's Sky has vehicles. I'm pretty sure there's ways to get around that pla- like planets as, as mm-hmm. other than just walking. Like you can fly yeah. in your ship across them, can't yeah. you? So, yeah. So yeah, it's tricky. That like all these these space games, man. Like space games are cool, but then you instantly start running into issues. That's why I'm kind of like Star Wars Outlaws when that comes out. Just give me like five or six planets and pack them to the rafters. Um, yeah. So uh, Falcon Slays is pimping his own game in the chat. Good luck with the development on that, buddy. Um, and then he also says, I agree with Matt, whether it be 10 worlds or 1,000, if it's got good mechanics, then I'm definitely playing it. If it's got good graphics, I'm playing it. If it's got story, not only is he playing it, but he's grinding it as well. Didn't know you could grind a story. I thought you could grind for loot and stuff, but yeah, I'll grind a story. And then Nathan follows up with, the environments are procedurally generated. Wah, wah. And then Bethesda, Bethesda has gone in and <laughs> crafted content around them. Do you want to know what that sounds like? Do you want to say exactly what that sounds like? Tell me. No Man's Sky us. at launch. Oh, mm. yeah. We've got tons of procedurally generated environments. Tons of them. It was meant to be endless, right? You could just keep going forever and ever. And then do you remember what happened to No Man's Sky at launch? Do I need to... Do I need to tell you guys what happened in no man's sky launch because it was bad it was, it was bad. bad and the the thing is with no man's sky is that right now it's a pretty good game it's pretty good but do you know why that doesn't matter so many updates it did so poorly at launch that 90 percent of its player base never picked it up again me included i'd never touched it again after its launch mm-hmm. it was bad and i think that's the thing that starfield could do really wrong is that it could have a really horrid launch and then they might be able to fix it repair it sort it out bring vehicles to the game update and give more environments to all of these 1000 planets yeah cool but people are just gonna have such a bad taste in their mouth from their initial playthrough of it that they probably won't touch it again do i need to say the word cyberpunk 2077 do i need to say the word redfall because we're still waiting on that 60 fps patch on xbox as well aren't we but, oh, how long uh, has it been now? Oh, it's been but, but that's the thing. The players have already gone. No one cares anymore. So there's nobody asking. Uh, yeah. Uh, Will in the chat, producer Will, says, what happened at launch with No Man's Sky? And to, to sum, sum it up, it was just like everything was broken. Like yeah. the, the just animal bugs designs. Yeah. yeah. There was just lots of bugs. And the majority of these procedurally generated environments were basically completely empty. So like, the environments were called to stand and look at for like 30 seconds and then there was nothing else to do. So it was the combination of both that just destroyed and, the game. And obviously the whole thing with No Man's Sky was that it was completely random. Like your planet that you started on was like your own planet. But mm-hmm. if you were dealt a bad card and that it was a rubbish planet full of, well, 
that didn't have the necessary resources, you would spend a long time getting off that planet before you find mm -hmm. like a better one as well. I remember people complaining about that. Um, so yeah. Uh, anyway, Baldur's Gate three. People are enjoying it. Uh, don't, don't I don't know how do we like, got to name. <laughs> I, do, I do like the the fact that with Baldur's Gate three that that um, Scratch the the statistic on scratch being petted was 715,000 times or 50,000 I can't remember but it was over 700,000 times people stopping to just give him a little ruffle that's the downside of diablo 4 you couldn't you couldn't pet the dog no nah. but then you can't you can't pet yeah. the dog in zelda either but then people were creating contraptions to pet the dog like they were like these giant robots that would like yeah, you pat a dog you, ca you cannot stop us from petting <laughs> you can't do it it's impossible we will pet um so before we move on to our next topic falcon slays also says don't care what anyone says but story is the most important mechanic in a game i don't and think that's true uh, that's a whole Sorry. other debate because i love stories in games but i'm with jasmine a game gameplay is yeah. king. Yeah, I think if that's what you're into, definitely. But um, but visual yeah, novels. I do, and stuff. I do think yeah, gaming has just got so diversified that there's so many different things that become like specifically important for that game that are way more important than maybe the story or maybe the the like a particular mechanic or whatnot. So I think some in in some cases, yeah, that's probably true. But in there are loads of games out there that don't rely on story as much. Well, if the gameplay isn't good, then you're not going to stick around to see the story, are you, either? Like, I would argue for no, a lot yeah, of things. You need, you gotta... you need fluid, like, sort of, yeah. you know, nice-feeling gameplay and mechanics. Well, speaking of... Sorry to cut you off, Matt, but that was too good a segue. Speaking <laughs> of nice-feeling mechanics, Call of Duty plays pretty well, doesn't it? Like, one oh, of the best FPSs ever. Bad segue. Oh, man. <laughs> Come on, uh, Adam L chimes in at the last possible minute to get a mention <laughs> of our favorite game. Twisted Metal on the PS3 has a great story. Well, JD Incinerator <laughs> would know all about that. I wouldn't. Maybe Scott McRae would. Um, Scott McRae, big fan of the Twisted Metal TV show that just came out, actually. So he was telling us about that earlier. Uh, maybe next time he's on the pod, we can quiz him about it. But no, classic Call of Duty games, if you can believe it, were some of the UK's best-selling games last month in July. Xbox's backwards compatibility functionality continues to pay dividends as it's been revealed that some of the best-selling games in the UK for the month of July were in fact classic Call of Duty titles available on the service. 2009's Modern Warfare 2 and 2012's Black Ops 2 both charted on the, in the top five after previous matchmaking issues were fixed on the Xbox platform. It also helped that both games were on sale in the store. The success of these classic Call of Duty titles comes just ahead of Activision's official reveal event for Call of Duty Modern Warfare 3, which is set to happen tomorrow. Be sure to watch the accompanying Mirror Gaming stream for that. It was previously leaked via a can of Monster Energy. I'm not joking that Modern Warfare 3 would be this year's COD entry, and that's despite claims that the franchise would sit 2023 out amidst the ongoing Microsoft Activision deal. So there's a couple of stories here. Obviously, we've got Modern Warfare 3, which Activision has acknowledged is the is this year's entry, which is a bit of a shake-up because Modern Warfare 2 is what is what came out last year, I believe. Um, and usually, obviously, we get Treyarch and Infinity Ward and Sledgehammer games alternating. That doesn't seem to be the case now. But I think more so impressive than that, you know, Modern Warfare 2, the original, and Black Ops 2, you know, people are hungry for a decent Call of Duty multiplayer experience. And the first person I want to ask their thoughts on about this is the Warzone expert himself. We've got Overwatch expert, but we've also got the Warzone expert. Uh, I'm the expert of nothing. So, Matt, what do you think about 
Call of Duty games like do you, we were we were talking before the podcast about our love for classic Call of Duty maps, weren't we? Yeah, I mean, and like there's so many maps making a comeback in Modern Warfare Three, but I think I think um, when it comes to what's happened with the older Call of Duty's be even being released on uh, on Game Pass and and whatnot, I I think to me looking at it it seems like it's a move to try and keep the 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 part of the community that's nostalgic for old call of duty that wants the old movement back that wants the old maps back that wants the old sort of way of call of duty back not this new direction that it's been going in it's a move to keep those people interested in playing call of duty titles and then coupled with the announcement of the new modern warfare 3 um and all of the things that we know are coming back, like um, ca- uh, reload cancelling, slide cancelling. Um, there's 16 classic maps being added back into the, the multiplayer. Um, it's just all about trying to regain that audience to me. And I think the reason they gave it to Sledgehammer um, to sort of lead it is because they seem to, over the last few years, even when things have gone bad, and it's not to say they've made every perfect decision ever, but it's, they seem to be the guys that are making positive changes to what the community wants rather than just what it always has seemed like, which is just not being listened to at all. So I think it's not that surprising that, that they've been some of the best-selling games because people have just been so at their wit's end about wanting call of duty to to move past whatever this muddy murky phase is that they're in at the moment so to me it makes perfect sense it's exactly what i would do if i was trying to keep those people the sort of older generation of call of duty players happy until something new came out and i maybe even think that modern warfare 3 was because they originally said that they weren't going to release another game until uh next year um Mm-hmm. And this is, I think, this has been treated a bit like an add-on, uh, but it's essentially an, a new game. And I think the reason for that is just more backpedaling of trying to get, trying to pull those people back in because they are close to pulling me back in, um, and I, I don't know how I feel about that. Um, I think they know who their audience is right now, and they know who they need to be catering to right now. Like they they try to get in on the battle royale hype with Warzone and it with it some did, success. It did well first. and then it didn't do well and then they were kind of like because that's that was their opportunity to get in new players. I think I think like people who were already playing Call of Duty were the ones that bought like Modern Warfare Two and stuff like that. People who weren't already playing Call of Duty were probably a bit more hesitant about spending so much money on a game they weren't sure if they'd enjoy and you know classic issue that there is with most games right now warzone being free to play obviously contributed so much to its success and then they destroyed it um it ended up going bad and then i think now it's just given for new players who didn't be the classics it's i think it's given call of duty as a whole a relatively like bad reputation so they know now the way to revitalize it to keep people happy is to bring back the classics that their current player base know and love i think that's what they're trying to what they have to do right like i mean yeah i mean i i I do feel like call of duty was was is one of these things that where they 
they were destroyed by their own success when it come when it comes to Warzone, because they thought they had an invincible game right that uh, that everyone would love no matter what and and then when warzone 2 approached and came out everyone was excited and then they started making announcements about movement changes and how you'd move slightly slower and all of this and people were like mm, i'm not sure about that but we'll see how it goes and then modern warfare 2 comes out and people are like well i kind of like it like it, when modern warfare 2 come out i started playing the multiplayer i actually thought it was really good it was solid um and then when you implement that into a big map like uh, a battle royale style it just didn't have the same feeling of kind of it didn't have this cool factor that that warzone the original warzone had um and it felt like they just completely they had something successful and they completely just ripped up the rule book started again um and that didn't strike me as the right move so it's it's hopefully hopefully moving back towards trying like like yeah like jasmine was saying like i was saying regaining that that older older community um because i feel like i feel like it they completely ignored the the factors that differentiated call of duty and warzone in particular from what what had differentiated it from other battle royales and they completely ignored that and so they brought out this sort of like to me what in my opinion is is a kind of bland battle royale that wasn't very fun to play it was quite slow and clunky but hey you can wield the powers of homelander temporarily you know like for a week you know i mean that yeah that was that, the thing that, that happened felt like hey let's <laughs> see how uh let's see see if we can kind of like you know go the Fortnite route a, a little bit yeah. more and a little bit mm. harder and see see what, what people's reaction is and then everyone was like oh, no even that was you know it was fun <laughs> for 10 minutes but it, it, even that was was not cool um so they're, they're, but, it feels like they've tried everything now and now what is staring them in the face is their only option to to stay relevant not successful because there's always going to be people playing it but um but to stay relevant is to try and claw back that audience and do something that the community actually want them to do yeah i think i think you both make good points in terms of like it's about reminding people about the glory days and heydays of call of duty when i don't know you'd come home from school and that's all you'd play you'd pull all-nighters and call of duty was the game it, it became part of people's rituals it was you'd finish work you'd finish school then you'd be on Call of Duty, settle in. That lobby music, you know, is ingrained in people's brains. But um, I, I also think to speak to the Xbox side of it all, I think it's a smart play from Xbox because we also also heard last week that Modern Warfare 3 is a multi-platform release. The Activision Blizzard deal isn't quite done yet, but it looks like it, it might be done. But, you know, the beta is coming to PlayStation first because the exclusivity deal with Call of Duty is still in place. And I think that by... Fixing the matchmaking issues on Modern Warfare 2 and Black Ops 2. The original Black Ops is my personal favorite. I don't know what the status of that is. But um, that's a way of saying, like, we at Xbox care about the Call of Duty experience. And when you come to Call of Duty, we want Xbox to be your, you know, the sort of first thing that comes to your mind. We want to associate Call of Duty with Xbox because God knows are we paying enough money for it. So I bet it, it really irks uh, Xbox a lot that Modern Warfare 3 
it has got it's going to have like exclusivity exclusive skins and stuff in playstation as well i imagine i don't know if that's announced yet but the fact that they're getting beta access before xbox players do i think tells a lot um in some ways i reckon microsoft wouldn't have minded it if if um call of duty took a year off because then they wouldn't have to like suffer from this publicity blow but uh but bobby kotick obviously likes making money so that's why they've sort of fudged this modern warfare 3 which there's no way they turned around an entire full game campaign in a year so i'm really no. curious and they might show this it's, at the reveal event tomorrow I, I, well i do think it's possible but i think it, it is gonna it's heavily relying on nostalgia like it's heavily relying on what they've already done what they've already Salt had what, like it's heavily revi- relying on sort of like older maps older uh missions like sort of like i say it's just that nostalgia element and that's I think if you're taking all of that stuff that you've already done, it's a lot. You can sort of get that into a game, or at least like a, a some sort of DLC, like a lot quicker than than like a full game. I don't think that that this Modern Warfare Three will be like any other sort of like game that we've had before, where it's feels like full and complete. I think it is very much just an evolution of Modern Warfare Two, and they could have just done like a big modern warfare 2 update but, but they're not going to charge you you, uh, you, you can't charge for an expansion for like, yeah you can't charge for that like the same way so the way that they can still get their their hype built and their and try and regain some, some audience and still make money is this move and do i blame them for charging that much yeah i do but also i know i'm gonna buy it like and i hate that about myself <laughs> but mm. I'm I think everyone's got a franchise that they will always buy, no questions asked. Everyone's got that. It's, like it's yeah, and that's what they metal. rely on. <laughs> I would like to think that I would wait until to see what the wider sort of community said before I bought it. But no, oh, I want to be first, man. I want to be wouldn't. first. Wait like, for the reviews, not, Matt. It's yeah. just no, but, I, but you I can't do, do that. Is this no, not can't. like the fact that they're heavily relying so much on nostalgia to the point that they're reviving like old games the games themselves a i think that speaks to the fact that players want enjoy a multiplayer experience where they're not constantly being bombarded by battle passes microtransactions and the core game is just fun to play and i feel like call of duty and a lot of other franchises have forgotten that over the years and they're prioritizing microtransactions because they want to make money but is it not part of activision must be looking at themselves and be like great we're still churning out the same stuff we were 10 years ago instead of pushing the franchise or the genre forward and well, i don't well, think, I think they like... to do with warzone they tried to push it forwards and it's just it just, but well then you try was... something else don't you i hope that's what they've got after this nostalgia wave is what i'm saying i think i, th- I think the problem that they have is they need to rebuild the foundations uh, like the building blocks of where they go from and because warzone 2 and the chain and modern warfare 2 and the change in the mechanics and the change in so many aspects of the game were were not entirely well received by the greater audience of call of duty they now need to rebuild that baseline and then it, and then evolve the game rather than rather than try like they they just messed with all of the parts that everybody liked and then made it worse in a lot of cases so i think yeah that would make sense you could just go and try something completely new but then you'll shoot you, you're just you're sh- shooting in the dark you you don't know if it's going to work so you need to rebuild the foundations get back to a point where yeah, but... people are happy playing the game and they like the mechanics and there's 
there's more of a player base and then you can build from there matt if you put your thermal goggles on goggles on you won't be shooting in the dark <laughs> right um but no I, anyway i had to get it in there before we were was, too far I was, away i was like oh a serious response and then you said that and no like, oh, okay no i mean the truth I is like, like... I, I don't care <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, go on, I think it. they were like testing the waters with bringing back Terminal and they were kind of like seeing what the response would be and I think like generally people were quite like excited about it right like I don't know after the fact I don't know if people cared or not but I remember when they first announced it people were like oh yeah like, I can't wait to get back into Terminal and stuff people were like oh yeah this is like my childhood and all of this stuff so like I'm assuming the response was alright given that now they're creating a whole game which is based around old maps right yeah, there's 16, 16 confirmed um, classic and, maps. And how were back. they confirmed, Matt? Through text message. You can text about. Oh, you can great. Text I love that. I love when games Duty, are fishing the... for engagement like that. Great. Yeah. You can text Call of Duty um, and the name of a map, and then they will reply. Um, yes or no? Confirming whether that map is is in the game and apparently so far we've found 16 so they've confirmed 16 classic that must be maps. the full roster that's yeah, so just, many just, just recycled yeah, they've, just, they've just overhauled and recycled those old maps they that's all this is, is that's what i'm saying though is that they're they gonna haven't charge anything from... new it's just all the same old stuff yeah. and then it's a new but... game that you have to pay for insane insane yeah, but... scenes over well, let's see it tomorrow right now I think crazy. the thing is though the thing that the thing that's it sounds crazy right but it's what we like we've wanted it's what people want wanted <laughs> it's what people want yeah at this stage it's what people want it's, it's what like, people want you know it's been proven with people going to play the old not what old, they want to pay yeah, for titles yeah but well there you it go it might not be something people want to pay 78 pounds <laughs> for but it certainly is something i think all of duty players have stockholm play. syndrome i think they do i think they are Definitely. sat here thinking oh yeah we want call of duty to be good so badly how can that how can they do that oh i know bringing back 16 maps that we've already played over the years and then making me pay more. a quid for them yeah, what but... on earth what? It is like an abusive relationship. I will say that much. Being I mean, a Call of Duty fan at the because you're still gonna buy it at launch. You're still gonna buy it on release day, aren't you, Matt? Crazy then, stuff. Yeah. They've yeah. done this before. Like they remastered the original COD Four, like Modern Warfare, and released it for like PS4, Xbox One, with its multiplayer complete and intact. At launch, it didn't have microtransactions or loot boxes, but then they eventually added it because they saw that they had a good thing going on. Like, oh, people like this old Call of Duty. Then they did Modern Warfare Two surprisingly absent multiplayer mode because they didn't want people getting too you know it's a bad look if your remastered multiplayer for an old game is more popular than the new hotness but then it's not my fault if you want to put out a game called call of duty vanguard and nobody cares about it but going off of what matt said earlier i think it says a lot that ever since warzone became a thing call of duty's been struggling ever since overwatch went free to play it's been struggling People see these trends, they try jumping on them, and once you let that genie out of the bottle, a bit like Xbox Game Pass, trying to re-educate people to play how they did before, the way that made you the most money is a very difficult thing to do. But before we get too carried away, um, we've got a bunch of comments here. Nathan says, I'm more excited about Warzone Mobile than Modern Warfare 3. Nathan, are you okay? What are you I talking was. about? I, I, Starfield Mobile. Fair, I was. I was <laughs> excited about Modern Warfare, uh, about Call of Duty Mobile, uh, like Warzone Mobile, but um, but now I, th I think it's like as 50-50, like with 
with I want to see what they what they've fixed. But I'm gonna. How can like, you be I more excited hate... about a free to play game going to mobile than a whole new game coming out? That's a bad because, look for the new game. Because when that's yeah, bad. I mean. It, yeah, it's it, but it, but I think the reason people are so excited about Warzone Mobile is a it's a new way to play, but b, um, it's like gonna have a version getting the market in line in, in there. A new way to play, like, Call of Duty Mobile. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, well, it's true. Uh, Scott McRae's also in the chat. Says Twisted Metal on the TV. We were talking about that earlier, Scott. We name checked you and we said you enjoyed the TV show. So yeah, and then Adam L in what is likely to be the final comment of the day. Prove me wrong, chat. Prove me wrong. Says old cods had the best map designers, though. See, this is what I'm talking about. The Stockholm Syndrome. The Stockholm Syndrome. People are locked in thinking, oh, no, it's going to be fine. They're, like, It's going to go back to the way it was before. But you know what you have to do before that happens? You have to pay for the new game, Adamel. You have to pay for the new game. The new game, which is the same as the old games you've been playing. Well, he do, well, he, he does it now. He can, just, he can just pick up Modern Warfare 2 on the Xbox and have a good time God, at the moment. What is going on? What is going on? Yeah. Call of Duty but, players, uh, I tell you. Com complete side note though do you think that people of stockholm hate it when people when stockholm syndrome gets referenced like i think it's unfair <laughs> <laughs> what are we known for in this country in this country like yeah okay anyway uh, i think we've got one last comment now uh, see look chat proved uh, you wrong he did he did uh, and it's Scott the worst it's, it's two more and they're the worst ones <laughs> adam l says i want a remake of twisted metal on the ps3 Get, get, come on, let's make that happen. Come on, Adam L. Um, come on. Yeah. This is a true story. We thought that the PS3 version of Twisted <laughs> Metal was available through the, the streaming thing. <laughs> and then Scott's just spamming the chat full of Goku. Yeah. Anyway, I think we should leave it there. Put a pin on this week's edition of the Mirror Gaming Walkthrough. Um, but Jasmine, Matt, thank you so much for joining me. Your shooter-based opinions were much appreciated. And uh, Thank yeah, you for having I, us. I, yeah, for any Anytime, anytime. I imagine Nathan Bliss Esquire will be back next week, so look forward to that. But Matt, tomorrow you and Nathan are streaming the Modern Warfare 3 launch event. What time is that happening? We will be. Um, at the moment, we'll, either, we'll go live either uh, around half five or half six, so it will be sometime in that time frame. Um, cool. But yeah, it should be good. Nice. So people finish work, finish school, and then they can tune straight School in, in the summer holidays. Love that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, what is it? Summer holidays? Come on. <laughs> Sorry. Oh, cry me a river. <laughs> anyway, yeah, anyway, guys, uh, thank you so much for joining us on the Mirror Game Walkthrough. We'll be back next week for even more uh, spicy takes and juicy gossip. But as Matt said, do be sure to tune in tomorrow for the Modern Warfare 3 reveal event. But until next time, thanks for watching and bye-bye for now.